Welcome to our daily Torah study. Today is a taste of Jewish law halacha. We continue with the laws of blessings, the sixth chapter in the Kitzer Shulchan Aruch. In yesterday's lesson, we discussed how whenever we make a bracha, we should say it slowly, deliberately, having in mind that we are talking to Hashem. It should never be said automatically, robotically, but rather with kavanah. We also discussed how careful we must be not to say God's name in vain if we are not actually studying Torah or reciting an actual prayer. Now it is interesting to note that there is some discussion in more modern halachic works as to the name God in English. Do we also have to treat that name with a certain degree of sanctity, albeit not on the same level as one of the actual names of Hashem. And it is best to be more careful, which means that in a conversation like this, when we are discussing Hashem, it is perfectly fine to say God. But if we're just saying, oh my, say gosh, we shouldn't say the word for no reason at all. Similarly, when it comes to writing, some people are more careful. And if that item might be discarded or thrown away, they will specifically write G slash D instead of writing God. This is going beyond the letter of the law. According to strict halacha, most opinions say it would be fine if that paper got thrown away. Now we are human and we do make mistakes. And the Shulchan Aruch says, what happens if one accidentally does say one of God's names in Hebrew when there is not a real need? Whether that means reciting a blessing at a time you really didn't have to say it, or you just accidentally said one of God's name in a casual conversation. In either case, if a mistake is made, you should immediately say, Baruch Shem Kivod, Malchuso Le'olam Vod, Blessed is the name of Hashem. Now, when one actually says a verse from the Torah, one is never saying God's name in vain. Actually, I'll often tell my bar mitzvah boys who are studying the Parsha not to say Hashem, but they can actually say God's name because they are saying an entire verse from the Torah. There's another practical reason for doing that as well. Often kids will practice their Torah reading with Hashem, and when the big day comes, they'll accidentally say Hashem, forgetting to switch to the real name. So being that it is always okay to use Hashem's names when reciting a verse from Torah, the Shulchan Aruch has a suggestion for us. If we ever accidentally say Baruch Ata, and afterwards we say Ado, and say Nai, we can immediately follow it up with two Hebrew words, Lamdeni Chukecha, teach me your laws, because that is actually a verse from the Torah, Baruch Ata Hashem, Lamdeni Chukecha. So if you accidentally said the first three words, and then say, whoops, I didn't have to say a bracha right now, you can conclude with those words, Lamdeni Chukecha, and be okay. Similarly, if one went one word further and said Baruch Atah Hashem Elokei, they can conclude the verse Yisrael Avinu Me'olam Ve'ad Olam, which is another complete verse in the book of Chronicles. In either case, it's still better to finish it by saying that Baruch Shem Kavod Malchuso Le'olam Va'ed after accidentally saying Hashem's name for no reason. Now, if one is unsure whether or not they had already said a bracha, whether it's over a food or over a mitzvah, the general rule is when in doubt, do not make another bracha. The one exception we'll discuss in a few chapters is the grace after meals. But typically, we do not make another bracha and say Hashem's name when we are unsure whether or not there's a real need to do so. There is a beautiful Jewish tradition that one should strive to say 100 brachas a day. 
Now, even though that number may sound enormous, for those who pray the Amidah three times a day, you're already at 57. By the time you add in all the blessings over food, all the morning blessings, all the blessings after leaving the bathroom, it's actually quite attainable to get to 100. We can also get to that total by saying Amen after someone else who says a bracha. And I know this might not seem possible yet for some of our listeners. Nonetheless, I still wanted everyone here to be aware of that tradition. Finally, when we hear someone else saying a bracha, we should answer Amen. Amen actually has two meanings in Hebrew. One of them is from the word emunah, which means believe. When we say Amen, we are saying, I believe that to be true. In other contexts, saying amen after a blessing is affirming our wish and our prayers that this blessing be fulfilled. Now, in addition to saying amen at the conclusion of the blessing, when we hear another recite a bracha, even after the first three words, there is something to say. When someone else says baruch atah and Hashem, God's name, we can then say baruch uvaruch shemo. Blessed is he and blessed is his name. That is the response to someone else's bracha after the first three words. And of course, at the conclusion, we say amen. We do not say baruchu baruch shemo if this blessing is being said for us as well. For instance, on Rosh Hashanah, when we are gathered in synagogue and the one blowing the shofar makes the blessing over the shofar, that is our blessing too. We will say amen at the end but we will not say Baruch Hu Baruch Shemo after the first three words. He concludes with two final laws about saying Amen. We should say the word clearly and time the Amen properly, not to say Amen until the one reciting the bracha finishes the bracha. This is something that people will often make a mistake about. For instance, at the end of the service, the cantor might sing, and everyone will sing with him. The problem is when they come to the end, rather than waiting until the chazan says amen and everyone responding amen, they'll do it at the same time. Really, you should wait till he finishes the blessing. Only afterwards, the congregation answers amen. And finally, Amen is what another person says. When he or she hears a blessing, we do not say Amen to our own blessings. I know often in religious schools and Hebrew schools, they will teach kids to say a blessing and say Amen at the end. And while that might be a good way to educate kids on the value of saying Amen to someone else's bracha, it can be confusing because again, we do not say Amen to our own bracha. There's no need to say, I believe that too, when you just yourself said the blessing. One final thought on Amen. Amen means I believe. Amen means it's true. But in the Kabbalah, it explains how the word is also etymologically related to the term in Uman. An Uman is a craftsman, someone who has practiced a particular skill time and time again until they become an expert at it. And the Hasidic masters tell us a very profound idea. Many people think faith is something you either have or you don't. There are those that might be more religious and they have faith, those that are less, those that were born with faith and those that are not. But it really isn't so black and white. Faith is a craft. It is something you develop. It is something you practice. You know, I've met people who've grown in their 
religious observance who have told me, Rabbi, I don't know at what point it happened, but at some point I, I just started having more emuna, more faith. And the reason for that is every time we make a blessing, every time we say amen, every time we try to really think about Hashem's involvement in our life, we are honing a craft. We are developing an appreciation for a real relationship with Hashem. And so like most things in life, it can be gained over time. Amen, it is true. Amen, I believe. And amen, a craftsman. Because with practice, I can get good at this craft called faith. Good morning. 